0: hello guys what's going on on this episode of the young minds podcast we had the founder of mill real estate ceo of jermaine miller consultant hint his name is jermaine miller (laughs) uh this guy is one motivational motherfucker he is he came here guns blazing just had these amazing rants which literally guns blazing the first
1: i think 10 minutes is him straight storytelling, and like, I was
0: I was engulfed in the story. I felt like we handed off the ball, to right? Like here's the podcast, take it, dude. He killed it. Uh, he's a speaker. He's a coach. He's a teacher. He's just all round awesome guy. Went through some shit through his life, man. And he tells you the story, and you know the way that he prevailed, and the way that he's now affecting people's lives is just it's unreal and that we need more people like him in this world i'm not gonna sit here and bore you with all the details because he has the details and they're not boring so without further ado we're gonna let you guys listen and soak all this good shit in because this is one hell of a podcast thank you guys good job frank so you graduated from school but still have no idea what the fuck is going on Good, because that was the point. Now you're just another mindless pawn in the system. But luckily, you stumbled upon the Young Minds Podcast where we tackle the most up-to-date and relevant topics with unfiltered discussion aimed at optimizing this video game that we call life.
1: All right, sexies, it's now time to dim the lights, sit back, relax, and open up that mind. And before we begin this journey, we kindly ask you to keep your hands and feet in the craft at all times. And while you're at it, leave us a beautiful review on iTunes or Facebook. Thank you. All right, we're live. Jermaine Miller. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you, brother. Frank, what's going on? Welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. So, hey, Frank. Yeah, thank you for coming along. So, I actually want to start this by telling a story, right? This is... um, A year and a half ago? Uh,
2: Probably. So a year
1: and a half ago, right? I walk. I was living uh, on my own with uh, roommates, right? And I walk home. I walk home. I get in the house. I walk in, right? And at the kitchen counter sits you, right? Jermaine Miller. And you are mid-conversation. You're mid-actually, like, story, right? Right. I walk in, and I'm just putting stuff away in the kitchen, and I'm overhearing what you're saying. And you're talking to my two roommates. And you're just in this story, and so lively about it and just the story grabbed me right? right and I wasn't even I didn't even know where it started or what was going on but I just like sat back and listened because I was like holy shit this guy can tell a story and I i don't even know where this started but I just want to <laughs> listen like I just want to listen and it went on for a half hour I just stopped in my tracks sat in my kitchen and listened to you. I didn't even know who you were or what was going on I was just like damn this is crazy and at the end I remember you turned to Alon, you're like yeah, so how was that? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what? What do you mean? How was that? And you're like, oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a speaker, and I'm just uh, rehearsing. Like I'm rehearsing my story and everything. And I was just like, fuck, man, that was real. I, I forgot exactly what I said, but I like shook your hand or something. I was like, that was really uh, something, man. You've inspired me, and, and I remember that day vividly. I was like completely motivated after that, like just motivated to continue doing what I was doing, you know? Right. So how? Uh, how does one like what's your story like i want i want to hear it again right. like how yeah, do you let's hear that yeah hear story
0: hear. if you got <laughs> it if you rehearsed it enough if i, I think, said it
2: enough times right yeah like how
1: you got to be so good at storytelling and and creating just it's just the bubble that someone wants to just sit in and watch you know a story that someone wants to just stop who's got no idea what's going on and just listen to you
2: well one of the ways one of the ways i started was You know just obviously getting in tune with who i was as an individual and i've gone through some things and many people go through things in life but because they never really learn from what it is that they're going through they can't really tell a story they feel like they're always going through it and you know i didn't grow up with a silver spoon in my mouth in fact um i grew up in staten island new york which is one of the forgotten boroughs that they like to call it and i grew up in a single-parent household And my mother raised me and my younger brother um, and she did what was best for us which was put a roof over our head clothes on our back and food on our table and growing up we had some influences and you know nowadays we have a lot of influences most of the influences ironically are really negative but then there were some positive some negative influences but one of the positive influences that I had growing up was my grandmother And she raised me. She lived in Harlem in the 80s when I was growing up in the 90s. And that was one of the areas in New York that you just did not want to go to. Mm -hmm. Harlem now, completely different. But then it was like one of the worst areas to go to. And I used to travel there. You know, when I was like 10 and 12 years old, I'd get on a train, the Staten Island Ferry, and I'd go see my grandmother because there was just something about, Uh, My grandmother, growing up, that I felt like I had to do something for, and there's a lot of people in life that they that they're inspired to do something for someone, and I just felt inspired (laughs) to do something for my grandmother. And one of the things that I wanted to do for her growing up was to buy her a home. You know, I saw her in this environment, and that was I didn't know at the time was for me a goal. You know, a lot of people have goals, but they really don't know how to describe this goal. So that was my goal i wanted to take her out of those drug-infested streets of harlem so i went to school i got good grades in school i didn't have this crazy you know drama life growing up and i went to college i was the first person in my family to go to college and around the second year of college we discovered that she had lung cancer and she had quit smoking you know 19 years you know when i was born and the lung cancer caught up to her 19 years later and We put her in hospice, and I had no idea what hospice was at that time. I didn't know that, you know, once you put someone in hospice, it's not long that the person is going to live. And so when we put her in hospice, um, you know, after putting her in hospice, I quit college because I thought I was smart enough there. And then shortly thereafter, she passed away. And the day that she passed away, I remember when we put her in the ground, I put my dreams and my goals in the ground, too. And for about six years of my life, I just pretty much parked and I didn't do anything. And I became a spectator. I was on the sidelines of life. I didn't have anything definite that I wanted to do. I was kind of like a person drowning and just waving my arms in the air because I couldn't figure life out. And I didn't realize that she was my dream. She was my inspiration. And I was kind of like swinging in life. And so by the time I was 25 years old and I finally woke up, I was sleeping on the floor in someone else's house in the basement on one of my coats. And when I started going over the six years of my life, I realized that, you know, I had been incarcerated. I had bad credit. You know, I went through a marriage and a divorce at a young age, and I had some children by different women. And um, I had 93 cents in my bank account, and I said to myself, I had to make a decision because... I couldn't continue living this life that I was living. And, you know, George Bernard Shaw uh, once said, people are always blaming the circumstances for what they are. I don't believe in circumstances. The people that get on in this world are the people who get up. They look for the circumstances they want. And if they can't find them, they make them. But the majority of us, we're making circumstances, but we're making circumstances that we really don't want. And the reason why we make circumstances that we don't want is because we never really decide what it is that we do want. We hope, we wish, we pray for things to be a particular way. We, in some cases, hope that this bag of money will fall out of the sky or somebody will come sweep us off our feet and take us to this um, paradise on earth where everything unearned good will be there. And that's how I was feeling. But when you really have to make a decision To say, you know what, this is what I really want for myself, and I have to start to imagine life as what I want it to be, not as it is at this particular moment, things will change. And I realized that I had to take an assessment, and my assessment was in five years, if I don't change what I'm doing right now, I'll be right in the same predicament, you know. So I called a friend of mine, and I said, listen, man, I don't have the money to start a business, you know, I got 93 cents. I can't seem to find a job at this particular moment. The next best thing for me to do probably is to try to get into some sales force. And the only thing that I can think of is going into real estate. But the problem is I don't have the money. And at the time it was $250, but I didn't have the money to join to start the real estate course. So I asked him to borrow the money and um, he said, you know, I don't really have the money either, but Whatever you think that you can accomplish, I'm going to stand behind you. It was a really great friend of mine to this day. And, you know, I went to work in real estate. And I remember um, my first day in real estate, we had training, training programs. And the third day, I printed out my bank statement. And I told my the boss, I said, listen, I appreciate the bagels. I appreciate the orange juice. I appreciate everything you guys are giving me in these training sessions. But unfortunately, if I don't get out to some office and try to figure this thing out, My metro car is going to run out, and I don't know what I'm going to do after that. And he didn't think I was – he thought I was joking, and I showed him my bank statement. And um, he let me go to one of the offices, and when I got in one of the offices, I realized that this is the only place I'm going to be able to stay for the next few few months. I got to make this thing happen. And for sure, I I was the first one in and the last person to leave, not because I had the key, but just because I didn't have anywhere else to go. But I worked hard, and that's one of the things that – we don't do anymore. A lot of people don't do that. They, they want something, but they want it at a convenience. They want something. They want to accomplish something, but they want to accomplish it like however they want to accomplish. It's like, you know, we plant a seed in the ground and we're expecting some type of harvest. But when the harvest doesn't go the way that we want it to go, or the process doesn't go the way we want it to go, we wind up quitting. And so I pushed. And for 10 years, I was in real estate. I sold over 200 million in real estate in New York City. And one one year I got overlooked for being a manager for one of the offices. I left the company, went to another company. The same thing happened again. And I realized that I didn't want to work for nobody anymore. You know, I didn't want to continue building somebody else's dream. And to about three years ago, I started my own firm. And when I started my own firm, something else happened. I realized that I wanted to be a conduit to help other people achieve their goals and their dreams. And in order for me to do that, I had to live mine. And you know, some people nowadays, they're telling everyone to live their dreams and go after their goals, but deep down inside, those are the people that aren't living their dreams and aren't living their goals. And we got a following, a bunch of people following the followers that are actually unhappy They're frustrated with life, but they're telling everyone else to live their dream. And I stepped out, and I lived my dream of owning a business, starting a business. And then from there, uh, last year, I I launched Jermaine Miller Consultant, uh, which helps um, train, coach, motivate, and speak to Fortune 500 companies, uh, one-on-one companies. I speak at schools just at an event um, this past weekend in Tampa, Florida.
1: See what I mean? This okay. is what I. Damn, you just threw so much. You just threw so much out there, and this is what I
0: came home to. Yeah. I was just like, "Fuck." It's better than Jeopardy, bro. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, I, like, I tried right.
2: to edit some things. I didn't want to, you know, fifteen, twenty years of life. I want to edit it, but um, it's very important to understand that when you want to, when you want to go after something in life, you got to be definite.
1: I love your philosophies because a lot of people they get stuck in in what you said you were in, where for five, six years of just. Fuck you know, f- fuck everyone. Right. Wa- like you know, I hate everything. Everyone
0: wants me to fail. Everyone, right, and you, a lot of people we see get stuck in that. And it's, it's... and you blame outside sources right. instead. You're you're looking at it from the inside it's the out inside and saying, out. well, I have 100% accountability here. No matter what, this is my life. No one else is controlling it. Right. So if I want the outcomes that I find very attractive. I must do the things that I find absolutely are going to get me there. Otherwise, I'm just going to continue sitting in the spot, running that, on the treadmill.
2: Absolutely, rid- it's um it's interesting because what happens is a lot of us don't realize that we're going to pay a consequence for inaction. And if it's almost like I had a, a situation happen to me recently, and I talked about this because I was you know I was getting in shape and I was running during the summertime, and I live in Long Island City, so one of my runs I will run from Long Island City to uh, Central Park, which is about a five-mile run. So I like to run in the morning. So I said, you know, today's the day I'm going to start, right? Today, no matter what, I'm talking to myself the night before, but I'm saying tomorrow I'm going to start. And 4.30 hits the alarm clock rings. I hit the snooze button. Mm -hmm. Ten minutes later, I hit the snooze button again. Ten minutes later, I hit the snooze button. And finally, I decided to get up. I said, you know what? Let me shake myself off and let me get up. Here was the problem. I finally got up 30 minutes later. And as I'm running on my way back home, I'm 20 minutes away from home. I get an alert that says it's going to be a thunderstorm. And I say to myself, oh, man, I'm in three minutes. It's going to be a thunderstorm. I'm 20 minutes from home. And so I'm like, well, I'm going to do the best I can to make it. The sky opens up, pours down on me, you know, pours down. And I'm saying all that to say what this is what happens to us in a long term when we fail to take action. See, the reason why most people don't take action right away is because, number one, we can't fathom what's going to happen to us in the future. We, we, we don't know. We, we don't have that picture. But also, we don't pay the consequence for not taking action right away. So we say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. So if you smoked a cigarette today and died from smoking a cigarette today, you know, obviously no one one, one would would be smoking cigarettes. Or if you had a heart attack when you had that Big Mac from, you know, Burger King, you wouldn't eat any more hamburgers or Big Macs or from McDonald's. But it doesn't happen that way. It's over the course of time. Me being inefficient with my action causes the compound effect in the future.
0: And that's foresight and a lot of people lack that you know a lot of people they it's the immediate gratification era right right so i think there's a generational gap or or a generational there's a clear line between like the the generation i think it's x then you got uh millennials baby boomers and x and then you have uh millennials right and like that generational gap there's a clear distinction between hard work and what we want to call smart work, like we smart work, we work right. smarter, right? Right, and I find it in myself too. I'm like, you know what? We could work smarter, not harder. Why would we do that? But right. you know, hard work comes in many different forms. It doesn't have to be backbreaking labor. Where right. you're just like, I'm going to be a bricklayer. I'm going to purposely like work hard, and this should be my accomplishment. Right. But instead, we look at there's so many possibilities to do things without that, without that resistance. So why not do that? Let's right. get that immediate gratification. But it's not fulfilling. Right. And we never seem to find that. The, we're looking for a plateau, like that safe space. Finally, right. I made it. Good. Everything's good from this point on. But that's not the case. Well, it's you know? it's, it's a pursuit. Really it's a perpetual pursuit right. Right. of struggle and accomplishment, struggle and accomplishment, struggle and accomplishment. And then you finally look back. And you're like, wow, I climbed up this entire mountain. Right. And look how high we got. Right. But instead of looking at the mountain from the bottom and saying, that's huge. Right. Fuck that. Right. You know, we, we ought to start to see, have the foresight to see that that's possible if we just take day-to-day steps. And then the negative happens when you're constantly shaving off your profits, so to speak, right. of the day, the fruit of your labor right. every single day. And saying, Where, where's that reward? Well, you keep consuming your reward. The right. reward's going to compound over time with these healthy day-to-day actions. Just be patient and know that it'll be there like you have the foresight for the future that you want
2: Well, I think I think that boils down again to actually knowing what you want Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I mean you got to be able to define this thing at all cost and in the Stranger Secret Earl Nightingale said um, Success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal or worthy ideal and he used that word progressive because in order for me to get something worthwhile i have to continue to be progressing toward it right you might never really get the thing that you desire but the progressing toward it as in terms of growth in terms of becoming something that's why it's very important to set a goal uh for not what you get but what it will make of you to achieve it it's very important to understand that i've become a better person in the process I set a goal and our goals are set so low. It's funny. My mentor, Les Brown, said most people fail in life not because they aim too high and miss. They fail because they aim too low. And that's what they hit. And our goals are low because we want to get it or knock it out very easy. And a lot of people don't really have goals. They have checklist items. I know how to do that already. But a goal is something I don't know how to do. Or something you don't know how to do. And no matter how much you try to describe it to me, you really don't know how to do my goal. Or you might not know how to do my goal. So it's something that causes me to become a different type of person in order for me to achieve it. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we set these things so low because it's like I don't really want to fail. Or what will people say if I really decide to go after this thing? You know, the thing that I really see, the thing that I'm really, really passionate about, you know, everybody's telling me something contrary, but I know what I want. I mean, I was reading this story the other day and everybody knows about Columbus, uh, Christopher Columbus, and um, some people have their take on him. I mean, I was just reading the story and and Christopher Columbus said he was standing on his island and he's looking into just water and, and it's almost like the water in the sky meets. So he's looking and in his head. He's saying, there's got to be land over there. There's got to be land over there. I know it. And he's saying, I know. And, and this is how we have to look at our dreams. I know it. I know it. Nobody else is going to tell me that. But I know it deep down inside. And then he starts talking to his dreams. And sometimes... he starts talking to people about his dreams and sometimes we have to be quiet about the thing that we want to go after because everybody has their opinion and sometimes it's not even their limitation about our dreams it's our own self-imposed limitation and so christopher columbus he's standing there he's talking to people saying there's land over there and everybody's over there telling him christopher man you crazy (laughs) you think that there's land and you're gonna take our boats And go over to this land that you think there's something wrong with you. Not only is there something wrong with you, but if you go over there, you're going to fall off the earth. And if you don't fall off the earth, there's going to be some dragons in the water. Right. And what Christopher Columbus says next is astounding. He goes, I don't have the scientific fact or the mathematical fact of what you're saying. All I know is I believe that there's land over there. And sometimes that's all we just got to do. You know, I'm I'm laying on a floor in a basement. I got 93 cents in my account. All I know is that there's land over there. I don't know how I'm going to get there. But all I know is where I'm at right now, there's something larger than where I'm at right now. In order for me to get there, I got to get moving.
0: Hell yeah. (laughs) But that's a perfect analogy though. I like that. I like the way that you tie that because you don't know where you're going to, what's going to happen, right? Right. So it's like people call luck, like preparation meets opportunity, Opportunity, right? right. So it's like, you don't know what that opportunity is going to be. You don't know what shape or form your career or the path that you're going to go on is going to take. You just know that if I give it my all, if I give life my all, if I give my utmost attention and I give my utmost self and i can build myself as much as i can and brand myself i'm gonna be more i can I'm be more sticky to different things that might interest me you know instead of passing it up because i was ill prepared i didn't know that opportunity was going to come so i didn't prepare for it no prepare for life and then mm-hmm. life will stick to you you know you'll you'll actually manifest your own destiny but you won't know exactly what it is no, no.
2: you know i mean they say you know when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, right? You have got. You guys have probably heard that mm-hmm. before. But the teacher's always there. The student has to be ready. Yeah. The, the teacher's always there saying, hey, listen, I'm ready to give you, you know, what you're ready for. And the student just has to get ready to say, you know what, this is what I really want. And now I'm ready to be taught. Before I wasn't ready to be taught. And that's why my life looks the way it looks. So... Let's shift gears really quick. So who do, who do you speak to mostly
0: in your – when you're speaking to groups, like what's the most common group demographic that you speak
2: to? Um, more entrepreneurs, okay. sales. That's kind of like the, the focal point. It's um, so a lot of schools I've been working in. So like high schools, schools or college? High schools, college. Okay. I'm um, speaking next week at an elementary school. Okay. Um, really? Yeah. So, I'm, change up. Yeah, so how is that different up. from uh, your adults? It's not much of a difference, to be honest with you. And I joked about this the other day because there's, I don't see much of a difference between adults and children for, and except for the fact that adults are just, you know, they have larger bodies than children. You, you know, think the elementary kids um,
1: understand everything you're, you're um, saying? It's more or? or less
2: catering to their imagination. You mm. know, um, when we're young... You know, we have what we call an unlimited imagination. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's not anything that we feel that we can't accomplish at those age. Literally, everyone wants to be astronauts (laughs) or pirates. I mean, mean, firefighters in the seventh grade are like, you know, heroes, right? But it's through the course of life that, unfortunately, um, you know, family, environment, society... They kind of start to teach us what to think and not how to think.
0: Okay, so that's that's kind of what I was going to ask you. Yes. Why why ask the, your, the demographics that you talk to? So if you're talking to the young students, you have more of an open mind, right? You know, more malleable. So whatever you say would stick a little bit more, right? Uh, and you'll feed to their imagination. So now, when you're talking to adults, you notice that there's more interaction when you're speaking, and they they have more questions for you. They or have, do you have more, more of a, with the younger.
2: They have more of a stern kind of like you know. You know, don't know what, what I've been Right, What are you talking about? You're you you know, you're trying to motivate me, and I've been in this same kind of situation all my life, unhappy, frustrated, not living my dreams. There's no way you're going to be able to tell me that I can still live, live my dream. It's funny. I was at a real estate company, Century 21. And we were doing a training there, and I have a training called Create Your Image. And basically the training is, in a summary, is about... Taking what you imagine in your mind and writing it down on a sheet of paper. And that's really all it was. it was a little warm-up exercise So I went around a room for a little while looked at everybody gave them a five-minute exercise and One particular lady I kind of zeroed in on and I'm I asked if everything was okay She said yes, everything is fine. She didn't write anything on a piece of paper So I went back to her again like three minutes later. There was nothing on a piece of paper. So I figured, you know, after this exercise is over, I'm going to ask her to be the first person to say, you know, a couple of things that she wants to go after. So the exercise is over. I went straight to her and I said, you know, I want you to tell me what you got. If it's not in your paper, it's got to be in your mind. And the lady broke down crying. She broke down crying. I never seen a person cry like that in front of people. And I said, is everything okay? And she said, yes. And I said, but why are you crying? And she said, Jermaine, I don't have an image of who I want to be. And I said, if you don't mind me asking, you know, I was raised with, with some manners. Um, if you don't want to tell me the answer, you don't have to. But how old are you? And then she said, I'm 68 years old. And I looked at her and I said, wow, she's 68 years old and she doesn't have an image of who she wants to be. 68 and abraham maslow once said most people tiptoe through life hoping to arrive at death safely and we just tiptoe through life tiptoe tiptoes like you know what i'm not gonna really try that hard after this i'm not gonna really try that hard after that as long as i die safe i'll be okay and here's this lady 68 years old frustrated she never created an image of what she wanted for herself so now i ask her a simple question and the only thing she could do is break down and cry because that it's at that point where you like oh my god 48 years ago when i was 20 i didn't make that decision to go after what i want and i built 48 years of a life i don't want now i'm stuck that's and they start to say things to like, realize. Yeah, "Yeah, start." They start to say things like, "You know, well, I'm gonna die soon anyway." And I'm like, ah, "You're missing the but point." But you're not. Right. Yeah. You're, you're <laughs> right. still not. Right, right. You know, and
1: and that's uh, it's it's kind of goes against what everyone thinks when you're 20 years old. When when you're 20, you're 21, and 22. You look around. And you're like, "Fuck! Like, why am I not successful yet? Why am I? Why am I not?" Oh, that's but big. it's like, bro, you're just started. And look, look at that lady, sixty-eight, right, 68. and she's Eight. thinking the same thing. There's you know, no age cut off where it's like, okay, now you're twenty-five. You have, if you're not successful yet, what are you doing? How you how are you twenty-five and you're not successful yet, you know? So the, there's no cutoff limit. People have to realize it's it's you could any age, you can manifest yourself, right? Right, exactly. and open up and, and be age. like, okay, this is full throttle now. Right. I finally set everything up. Everything in the past is secured, and I'm I'm ready now.
2: It well, I think the key. I think ultimately the key is. For the person, because I had a 25 year old I was talking to after an event the other day and she said, I'm a failure. And I don't I I mean the pressure of society now of being something that we really don't know what success is here. Let me give you a definition of success. Success is doing something you want to do because you decided this is what you want to do. That's it. And don't, don't get yourself, those easier you know. to that. And so I'm having this conversation with her and she said, you know, I'm 25 years old and I'm a failure. And I said, well, what what does a failure mean to you? Like what what exactly is a failure? And she said, well, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that and I'm not doing this. I said, OK, hold on. Stop. If at 28 years old, so from 25 to 28, you make a commitment. Three years unbroken focus to go after all these things that you said you haven't accomplished. And that's the reason why you're a failure. And at 28, you see yourself doing all of the things that you said you feel that how would you feel? She said, I'd feel great. I said, what if you don't do that by the time you're 28? Will you still feel like you're a failure? I said, yes. I said, well, I just gave you 36 months to go achieve the things that you want. And we don't understand the time. like Three years. Of unbroken focus in anything you'll be successful at. But you got to know what it is that you want to be successful at.
1: 100%. You have to have a clear goal. We use yep. that as, as trainers too. We use that same analogy when it comes to uh, a fitness goal. Specify exactly what it is you want. Something measurable, attainable, and realistic. That we right. can take, measure it, and then in a time frame of 3-5 months, we measure that thing again just to give you that little spark of i i did that i got those two inches off my belly right you know just that that one numerical thing but it's pinpoint it let's pinpoint it and focus on it
2: um i was doing the i actually sent um my 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 spiritual dad uh, les brown um i sent him a story because i'm in my book i'm writing this story about the oak tree and i was doing this really incredible study on this oak tree And for the first 75 years, the oak tree is in existence. It doesn't produce acorns consistently. Now, you know what an acorn is. An acorn is just another oak tree inside of the acorn ready to be uh, birthed, waiting to be birthed. But for the first 75 years, the first 30 it takes to produce an acorn, the next 45 years is very inconsistent. So for the first 75 years that this oak tree is living, it can't get the thing that it's supposed to get correctly and consistent. And I'm doing a study on this oak tree and I'm saying to myself, wow, this is powerful because this oak tree has to go through snow, rain, sleet, hurricanes in some cases, other oak trees falling and becoming casualties. But never does this oak tree say... I'm not an oak tree never at one point this oak tree says i'm not an oak tree and by the year 75 it starts to produce the acorns consistently but it had to weather the storm it had to weather these seasons it never got up and said you know what <laughs> this thing ain't working out being an oak tree here i'm gonna go somewhere else and plant myself it knew It always knows that it's an oak tree and my job is to produce these acorns consistently and I will go through whatever it is that I need to go through in order to get my destiny. And my destiny is that those acorns. So there's a lot of us that don't want to go through working out and, and losing weight. All I want is the microwave results. Can you get me a six-pack in two weeks? No, I'm not interested in this. That's all we get asked. Is there any way my booty could get bigger (laughs) in 24 hours because I really need it? Well, the
1: biggest selling products are build your butt in five minutes. Right. Build your butt in 15 minutes. The ultimate hack. It's all bullshit, man. You have to go through the storm, like you said. Got to go through the storm. And some people will take that story and be like, Jermaine, you're talking about a fucking tree. Shut up. Your analogy about a tree, we're not trees. But no, dude, that tree was born from the same earth we're born on we have to go through shit as humans in order to be that stronger person right and be able to tackle bigger problems we have to go through stuff it's okay it's okay that you're 25 and you know you're not doing the same thing you see on social media Where people are fucking living life you know you have to
0: differentiate that we have definitely lost the value of time right so if you realize like Everything that is innovative today or is top of the line, what is its us, What usually makes it valuable? The fact that it saves you time. Right. Everything. Amazon. Why is it so big? Because it saves you time. I could have this package on your doorstep in two days from this click to the doorbell ringing. Right. Three hours. Why does that matter? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> right. now it's like you're innovating even more, and we're bringing in all this energy so that we could get things done quicker. Microwavable meals. Quick. Easy. Fast food. Quick. Easy. Kids on social media. Quick. Easy. Entertainment. Now. Automatic. YouTube. Now. Answer. Now. Some of it's good. Some of it's a tool. But a lot of it is training us to expect results quicker. And we're miscommunicating with ourselves what does take time, what needs that organic wholesome approach like not just food but like you really need to put in the time put in the effort put in the experience and really gain it yourself instead of showing people that you're doing it and hopefully this will credit me the opportunity to then achieve what I'm what I think I'm going to achieve so that be a big butt strong upper body <laughs> chest all this stuff and I'm only going to do that I'm going to achieve this because I followed this this uh this one program from this guy who's really jacked who said within two weeks I'd be I'd be on I'd be on stage at this point so I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna follow this and this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna show people how I'm doing it and that's how I'm going to achieve it but you're really not achieving it but you're trying to tell people and show people because that's how you learn you learn by people telling and showing instead of knowing exactly what it entails the hard work how long it takes what effort really is instead we're sold this dream the quick the easy the quick digestible thing and it's I think it's ruining our society completely because everybody's believing that you know that we're believing that things can be done quicker right. some things like that something involving your body involving well, your I mean, mind
2: if 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 we had a goal worthwhile going after we would know that there's no way that i could snap my finger and then my whole life changes and i think that's the pressure now the pressure because I can't do this right away. The pressure because I, I can't buy this right away. The, the pressure because I can't go here right away. And that all of this stuff takes time. This is why people are snapping. You know, this is why people are losing it. This is why people are going crazy. Because they're comparing their life to someone, someone else's life. And they don't realize that you you don't get in life the thing that you desire by competition you get in life the thing you desire by creation and that's creating something of value you know anything that is successful in life was uh, created by someone else and then everybody wanted to be a competitor right so you have to understand that you're one of one you're 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 an original and as long as we can get that going it's funny because society really never puts a demand on you to do well live well be healthy um, save your money buy a home go on vacation uh, read books society won't put that demand on you that's a demand you got to put on yourself that's a requirement that you got to get up every morning and go after you know they'll make it seem like it's something that you should do but in reality that's a demand and the the problem is I can be inspired today to go do all of the things that we talked about on this podcast. But five minutes after this podcast is over and I heard it, I'm starting to think about all the other hundred other things that I want to go after. And that's why we don't achieve the things that we want. You know, I can't. I'm not definite about the thing that I want or I just want a whole bunch of things. And I'm just putting my energy in this and that and this and that. And I'm so busy and there's so many people right now in this world being busy there's a lot of people being busy very few people being busy building the life that they really want to live Mm
0: -hmm. so what advice do you give people when because they ask me a lot and i i kind of get stuck on this because it's very hard to understand other people's potential passions right so people go so yeah you say you're all passionate yeah you have health and fitness and that's that's cool but like i don't have a passion i've been you know i went to school my whole life i i then i went to college. And then once I got out of college, I just don't know what I want to do. I I hung out with my friends. I kind of dicked around for a while. And now I have no idea what I love to do. And now I just have a job to make money because you got to make money. Now my time is consumed and I'm just kind of bogged down with my day to day. And I'm in the momentum of a life of decisions that I really didn't intend on making, but I ended up making because of convenience. And now I'm stuck here. How do you how do you find your passion? You know, do do people come up to you and ask I feel like that's a common
2: all the time. Um, I think First things first is you got to have a picture of something that you want to do in life. And I think that when you take the money off of the table, because that's where we all get stuck at. It's like, you know, if I do this, I'm going to make this amount of money. But that's not really how much money I want to make because that's not where really where I want to live. You got to take the money aspect out of it and say, what well, what is there something that I'm good at? that i'm so good at that people would actually pay me that i love to do Mm -hmm. and you got to be able to find that because you know all through school we you got to go to this school you got to go to that school then you got to go to college and then if you want this you got to do that and you got to go to this by the time all of that stuff is over and we realize this is not what we really want to do with our life and it's like well what exactly am i passionate about You know I'm empty I've been doing all of this stuff for years and now I'm empty I have no idea so it's like what would you do if money wasn't involved you know how would you like would you travel the world I mean would you actually go train in the gym would you develop a blog a health blog or um, would you create a software would you create games I mean what would you do if you didn't have to include money and I think that's where it starts You know, if I wasn't getting paid for what I'm doing, would I be able to do it because I love it? I mean, I I spoke probably about a thousand times before I got my first paycheck for speaking. And that just so happened that I was so passionate about speaking and helping people change their life. I wanted to impact and empower people to change their lives. I wanted to be a conduit to people to achieve their dreams. And I didn't care about the money and didn't need a dollar. And I would go everywhere, and I'd speak, and I'd speak, and I would speak, and I would speak. So that's where I talk about where the passion comes from. I'd read and study, and nights I'd study. i study. I went from uh, having four books in my library in 2015. I had four books. Um, I think last week I tried to count as well over a 1,000 books. But that's because I developed a passion in something so much so that I invested into something so that I could become better at it, and now I'm at a point where I'm in demand, where people will pay me because of the stuff that I became so passionate about. I invested in me first. It oh, yeah.
1: shows passion shows in someone. You see when someone's fully involved in their craft, right? Like, all right, this guy's serious. Right. They are serious about this, and I want because they're so serious. I want them on my side. Like, I want them to talk. I want. To, I want to know what he knows. You know, I want to know. I want to know what she knows, and that's a that's a really important. Um, something you have to realize that if you want something fully immerse yourself into it fully i mean fuck what everyone says because people people are going to give you people are going to pull you back right and you know who's going to do it the most shockingly your family 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 always for some reason man every time i mean i've seen it personally we've probably seen it personally everybody because we're three dudes who've who fully immersed themselves in something we love and every day it's like your family members man they're right next to you but I guess that's why they do it, because they see you and they're right next
2: to you. And well, they're they, like, want, they, they want what's best for you. Yeah, well, that's, that's what they, they tell want, you, right? That's what they want, what's best for you. You don't have to do that. You know we're okay here. You don't have to push so hard. You know, I don't. And and it's, it's sad because it's they're trying to help you, but they're hurting you. Mm-hmm. right? You know, you know, no, someone in our family, no one's ever done what you've done in our family. So you don't have to do that if you yeah, don't, don't really don't want to. Don't stretch yourself out. Right. Yeah. Are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, I feel like they're focused on your survival and, like, what's good for you for survival. Right. We want to make sure that you exist. Well, survival for in this a, society. Yeah, just surviving. Just, <laughs> Which but, like means you have, uh, what makes
1: the most money. Yeah, honestly. you have the
0: most money, benefits, and, and you have time, benefits, and you can huge. start a family. Like, that typical, like, yeah. no thrills, just no the, thrills. The, the, the basics. Bro, you okay, know how many times
1: now? my father has thrown benefits in my face? He's like, because of this podcast and everything I'm doing, he's like, you can have no benefits. No benefits. I'm just like, it's not the point, mm-hmm. man. It's <sighs> not the point. I could give two shits about benefits. Like I love this stuff, and just right over their head. But I think it's that generation, because my father's off the boat from Italy.
2: Oh yeah, he's in the right. And
1: in Italy, grew up on a farm. Right. No, no, his parents never had a job. No one had a job. It was you work the farm, you kill an animal if you want some meat, you pick the crops if you want some veggies. Right? So, hands was always work. Right. So, I'm doing all this stuff, social media, making money through that, YouTube, and all this. And it's like, he doesn't get it. He doesn't, doesn't get it. doesn't get it at all. And I've always tried to explain. And he sees the passion in it, but he thinks I'm just, like, lazy because I don't work Mental, with my hands. Physical man, work. Physical work. Yeah. And it's so hard to talk to people like that. But i know that i need to be fully immersed in what i'm doing you can't tip so i i completely have to it's sad because he's my father but i just have to cut his shit out when he talks and when he talks about it and it's very frequent but i just have to cut it out it's it's very sad but i mean he won't be satisfied until like uh financials
2: are through the roof you know well again That's, that's, that's 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 the box that we're put in it's like oh you're not making any money you know, you don't have a harvest. You just planted your seed last week. You don't have a harvest. <laughs> Literally, there's there's no wheat here, and I think that's what scares people when they go after their dream. Like when they're going after their goal, and they when they're going after their dream, the and they're working hard, right? right? And it's not just the out, it's not just the exterior voices. It's those inner conversations that we have sometimes. Like, oh my god, you know, I think it's possible, but I don't think it's possible for me. You know, I've been doing this now for a month. I've been doing this now for six months. I don't really see what I thought I should see. And that's the problem. We have a picture of what we think this thing is supposed to look like. And when it doesn't look like the image that we created or it may not go the way we feel, we want to get involved in the process. Excuse me. Hold on a second. Let me jump in here and let me try to figure this whole thing out. I got a friend like that. Always want to get involved in the process. Let me get involved. Let me get involved. It's not going the way I want it to go. Let me jump in. I want to get involved in the process and we're not letting it manifest itself. All we have to do is plant the seed and know the moment we plant the seed, we're not going to get the harvest, but we will start the process to the harvest. Our job then is to make sure that the weeds don't take our seed.
1: Another another yeah. beautifully put analogy <laughs> yeah no
2: it's, it's perfect i mean it,
0: it, it's life versus life I mean the seed is life, and that seed is the concepts so that's how we've oriented our lives in society today. We have ideas that then manifest into corporations and products and services and you know successful businesses that's it's the same, that's the same. evolution of that that life form and there's so many parallels and to see it you know to see our idols talk about a story and say well you know like The Rock I had $7 in my pocket then goes off and to be the highest grossing uh, the highest grossing actor so we just see that we see that jump that spike where like you started there and you're here now. How the fuck did you do that? Right, you know, we, don't see, right, we well. don't see the day to day. We don't see the hour to hour. We don't see the struggle. We don't right. see the the initiative taken day to day. We don't see the no, sorry, I can't go out guys. I'm doing this right. or I'm cutting these people off because they're toxic. We don't see that part. We see all the glory. We see the muscles. We see the truck. We see the movie covers. We see all that shit, but we don't see the things that they blew off, the things that they sacrificed, the people, the relationships that they could have had that they don't have anymore and now we see the final result and we go, that's awesome. Right. It must have been this linear process right. up and Street. up and up and up, like a roller coaster <laughs> all the way up to the top. It didn't go up, down, up, down, down a little up, skyrocket, come back down it didn't do that. No, it was just linear they had this lucky catapult into the future and eh, that's not me. Nope, can't get there. And um, they, it's, Do you think, so with that thinking do you think that that comes from the way that we're taught and we're schooled i feel like with school and the the typical one through 12 grade one through 12 like that puts us in that box of expectation that this this father figure this god figure is going to just pull us into the workplace and give us a job right out of here oh you've earned it right out of school right. take it just because you someone just helped me yeah you you deserve it now instead of creating the the mental uh the, the mental uh Space or the mental fortitude to then get through and create your
2: own destiny. Well, we're taught. We're that. just kind of like I mean, follow directions, right? Yeah, that's just, in, you know? instilled. I mean, when we go to school, we we go from first to second, from second to third. You yeah. know, and the only time that you can see that you've grown in school, you know, I went to school. I went to uh, kindergarten um, last last year with my with my middle son. And we did the PTA, and I tried to sit underneath the desk. I sat down in a chair. It was a long way down to the chair. But I tried to get underneath the desk, and it dawned on me there why they make desks this small in kindergarten. So I'm not supposed to fit at this age. But we never really know that we actually grown until we go back there, but we only grow physically. Most of us, we're still thinking on a fifth-grade level because we won't grow from... From a mental standpoint, we're only growing from a physical standpoint. And so that's because all we're really taught in school is what to think. We're never taught how to think in school. We're never taught how to create in school. We're never taught how to overcome objections in life, how to deal with circumstances. We're not taught that in school. We're taught, here, you got to learn this curriculum, here's the questions. And we take that through ho- our whole life. And that's why when you're 25 years old and you're like, oh, my God, I failed. What did we really fail at?
1: And, and on top yeah. of that, the structure of school isn't real. That no. doesn't happen anywhere no. in life but in school. The whole sit in uh, six rows, four across, one person stand up and let's – everyone shut up. I'm talking. Only the teacher. Right. That's not real life. That's not how it happens. I had a class once where the teacher was so anti that – Everyone was in a circle. Mm-hmm. There was no curriculum, no, and this was in college at Queen's College, Queen's University. Uh, we sat in a circle. There was no curriculum. No, um, she just like kind of led the conversation, and the entire class, the hour, and uh, it was actually a two-hour class, I think. Horrible two-hour class, suck. But we just talked the whole time, like real-world conversation. We would get into debates. We would, and she would kind of, uh, you know, mediate. Mediate. But it was just real. And if we took that and said, made different life situation classes, and obviously some things you need to learn, some things you need to study. You know, there's some curriculums where you need to know information, like this is the information you need to know. I get it, but you're right. It doesn't teach us the flow of life. It's just sit learn. down and then listen, that's it.
2: And, and that's probably why we have, so many issues it, it, you know i want, i wanted to talk about the negative stuff um that you were talking about with your family because you know I, I had this house in pennsylvania and i hadn't i hadn't gone to this house for a long time i mean i I, w- I hadn't been there for a minute and um i had gone i got down there and there were like you know grass all over the place the trees all over the place so i called the landscape scaper guy to come and we're walking through the yard, and I'm like, man, those are some, those are some big plants. I've never seen that before. Well, like overgrown, like I, like, overgrown I mean, like grass. Plants, and- but they were like strong plants. So they, like, looked beautiful on the top. They had, like, colors. So I looked at them, and I said, you know, I didn't plant those. You know, what kind of plants are those? And he looks at me. He goes, those aren't plants, Jermaine. Those are weeds. So I, I grabbed my phone. And I, you know, I'm always trying to learn something right away. And so I Googled the word weeds. And what I found out about weeds was very intriguing. You don't need a seed for them. Um, they grow in abundance and rapid. And their only job is to suck the nutrients out of the soil so good crops don't grow. So you don't need a seed for them. Their only job is to grow in abundance, they grow rapidly and their only job, I mean the only job is to take the nutrients out of the soil so the good crops won't grow and I really started thinking about that and this is what we have to think about in life, if we don't plant our dreams, if we don't plant our goals if we don't plant the things that we really want to plant in our life so that we have the right harvest by neglect of planting those things, we'll get the weeds. And so when you think about not really going after your dream, not really going after your goal, it doesn't matter. Like the person could be negative. The situation could be toxic. But your job is to say, this is my garden. I'm a gardener. And every day I need to make sure nobody's in my garden every single day and that's not necessarily just external that's also internal right here i gotta make sure that i'm planting the good stuff you know i'm reading this great book by emmett fox it's a small tiny book it's called the seven day mental diet i mean you can read that book in about five minutes but it talks about only focusing on the things you want to manifest in your life nothing else because what happens is We want success. We want happiness. We want money. We want cars and houses and all of this good stuff. But we're always thinking about not having money, being overweight, being frustrated, being unhappy, um, having all of these bad things happen to us. And we can't positive and negative emotions can't occupy your mind at the same time one or the other may must dominate and the one that usually dominates is the negative one so we can't out picture our negative feelings our negative emotions our negative ideas with positive stuff you can't do that you got to make a decision so i think that's a powerful book It's a powerful book for you guys to get emmett fox's seven day mental diet but if you're gonna go after success you got to understand something There's going to be some challenges. There's going to be some obstacles. There's going to be some hardships. you got to know that. And when those things happen to you and you know it, you say, well, who else is supposed to go through this? (laughs) I'm the one that's supposed to be going through this because you know where you're going. It's when we don't know where we're going. We get all topsy-turvy. Like, I don't know why this is happening yeah, to me. change directions. I change directions. It's like, and as a man think of, James Allen said, your circumstances only reveal who you are to yourself. Mm. So if all of this stuff is happening to me, these circumstances, these situations, um, these, these people that I don't really want to be in my life, it's only revealing who I am to me. And when we can learn to take ownership for ourselves... And not blame society, not blame our parents, not blame school, not blame the people who fired us at the last job, not blame our ex-girlfriend, ex-boyfriend, whatever you want to say. That's when we can clear the runway and finally take off. Have you ever seen a plane take off of a runway and they had a whole bunch of debris there? No, they're not letting that plane go. You got to clear the runway to fly, baby. Y'all
0: yeah, had a plane delayed. For two hours? Because turtles were crossing. This is what I'm trying to tell you. And that's 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 small. Yeah, That's small.
2: (laughs) But we give these problems in our life so much magnitude, right? And we're always in that feeling. So it's like I feel like I want to be successful, but I feel much more of a failure. And that's what I'm getting, that failure. And and until we can say, you know what, today is the day I'm no longer going to be thinking about this stuff. The only thing I want to think about, and it's funny that I just talked about the plane because I was on the plane um, yesterday coming back home. And I'm sitting on a plane and I said, man, that's it. You know, when this plane when this plane starts to go, it's met with resistance. When the, when, As soon as the plane, the, the, the captain pushes, it's already met with resistance. And then it goes on the runway and it's... As it picks up speed, there's still more resistance and on this journey that this plane is going on it's still more resistance. But the plane doesn't say, you know what, I'm not going to I'm going to turn around and bust this U-turn because it's too much resistance. And the reason why it's getting where it's got to go, because it has a goal, it's got a destination. And I was telling this young lady the other day who was talking about she's a failure. I said, you got to think about this. How many people are waiting for you to get to your destination? Because in you getting to your destination, you're going to help inspire all these other people to get to their destination. You holding us up. You're holding this up because you're talking about all this drama that you shouldn't be talking about and you refuse to get off the runway. Do you realize that there's many people right now in this world that's waiting to hear your voice? They're waiting to hear from you. And they're like, man, you know, if it wasn't for you, man, oh, man I wouldn't I wouldn't have tried this diet. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have went to the gym. I saw you every morning going to the gym. You saw, I put, I saw something today. You said, man, you know what? I used to get in the gym and I used to just go do other stuff, but I wouldn't work these bands. Now I'm working the bands. I'm motivated to work the bands. You was motivated by somebody else that was working the bands. But until you saw this person's results with the bands, you were like, these bands are fruit, fruitless. And that's where We come in when it comes to achieving our dream. This is why it's important to find your passion. This is why it's important for you to sit down for a few hours and ask yourself these questions. What do I want to do? Who do I want to be? And where do I want to go? If you answer those questions, you will find your passion. Because until you define those questions, you'll say to yourself, I don't know why I'm getting what I'm getting out of life. You never defined what it was that you really did want. Yeah. Not totally. And I find a lot of people, they like to make the excuses,
0: right? And like you hit on before, and those excuses are usually so... They, they believe them. They're so strong. They're a story. And they're small. Right. They're very small. But it's just now this consistent script that they play in their head and it's just like no I can't go there because of that one thing and then when you press them on it they get very sensitive right? and it's like that resist that they're so scared to face reality and there's really nothing wrong with it right so when you face reality and you're, you're up front with yourself and you're honest with yourself and you're alone you're not telling people out loud you're not getting embarrassed when you talk to people you're sitting there by yourself and it's so odd that we cannot be honest with ourselves and I've, I've felt this plenty of times you know in previous relationships that were really toxic I knew that they were toxic but I just felt like there was some sort of destination I wanted to get to. It wasn't clear. It wasn't a clear cut destination, but I knew or thought in my head, there is a goal that we're trying to achieve here. I know it's going to be nice. I just, we got to work a couple of these little kinks out. And if I, you know, shove that to the side and maybe just cover that for a little bit, we'll get there. And it's just not true. When you have to start covering shit and you don't have that clear path and that clear understanding of that ending, that end goal, then you'll never have the right You'll never be on the right track,
2: ever. Well, we send, we tend to take people with us, you know, and we, and we kind of, like, accept their flaws and we accept their faults mm-hmm. and we accept the blame and we accept the excuses. And we're carrying these people for years. We got people we're just carrying, and they're toxic. And mm-hmm. just because we might love them doesn't necessarily mean we got to be with them for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. We're not going in the same direction and you got to be able to say you know what this is okay i had enough this is my life i was talking to a friend earlier today and i said at some point you got to say to yourself enough is enough this is hurting me Mm -hmm. i hurt like this is causing me pain and i can't say just because my emotions are there and i quote unquote the way i think i feel love is this is not really love And until we can define what love is for us, until we can define anything that we want for us, we're always going to get the complete opposite of it. And sometimes we just feel like, oh, well, I'm starting over and I don't want to be alone or I'm starting over. I don't want to be by myself. And we say, okay, just because I don't want to be by myself, I'm going to keep this toxic person around me, regardless of what they're doing to me. They're draining the life out of me, but I'm going to keep them around me.
0: Yeah, I was actually talking to this kid in the gym the other day, and he is one of the brightest kids I've ever met, like young, super inspired. He's just always ready to go. He goes, oh, yo, Frank, what's going on, man? I tried the thing you taught me. And he's just smiling, super happy, high-fiving everybody, walking around, starting conversations with everyone, great energy. You could see it from across the room. Yesterday, I go to the gym, and I see him, and he's just like kind of dragging, and he's not himself. I was like, oh, shit, what's going on? Like it was weird to see this kid out of form. And he's sitting there on his phone, just staring down. I like, yo, what's up, kid? Like, what's going on? he's like, hey, man, what's going on? Like, very, very Oof. monotone. I was like, oh, no. Oof. Like, there is something wrong. Like, yeah. I know there's something you can wrong. Tell. So we're, we're talking, and I go, dude, what the hell's what's the matter? He's like, ah, man, it's just, you know, it's one of those days. You know, I'm just not, not really feeling up to it. I got, you know, some things going on at home. And, you know, I just can't seem to snap out of it. I was like, All right, well, you know, I'm here. What's going on? Like let's talk it out. You know, a lot of times you just got to hear yourself. And sometimes you're just putting bullshit in your head. And I want want you to talk it through and maybe it's nothing. And he's talking, he goes, yeah, you know, my, it's just, it's, it's stuff at home. I was like, well, it's If you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. Otherwise, like we don't have to. He's like, no, you know, it's just my, my brother. He's not really, uh, I'm worried about him. You know, I just, he's, he's constantly in a, he's in low, energy and I'm trying to be high energy and we share the same house and like seeing him just makes me sad and I, I just I don't like seeing him that way and I'm just I don't know I'm getting down about it I was like well what have you done to try to shape it or to have you talk to him are you trying to talk to him he's like yeah man we talk to him every day and we're constantly trying to help him he's he's four years older than this kid five years older than him so he's an older brother so it's the younger brother trying to help the older brother and it's dragging him down it's dragging the younger brother down the kid is such a bright awesome spirit and he goes now well and there's nothing we could really do you know my parents it, i just live in a toxic home and you know we're really just i try to be as positive as i can but you know this this is just really bothering me today i go well what what have you talked to him about have you talked to him directly about it is it substance abuse like what's the issue he goes you know it's alcohol he he drinks a lot and like we're just trying to get trying to get to him and he just couldn't Give me a, a final answer as to like why he was upset because you're upset watching it. But this has been going on your whole life. Right. So what what made today different? He's like, I don't know, man. It's just I guess it just got to me today. He's like it. And it does every once in a while. It gets to me. I was like, well, if you let it get to you and you just sit here and you dwell, then you'll never have an answer on how to solve it. Right, and you're always in great spirits and you're constantly inquiring and asking questions and applying and just getting better as a person, don't you think that you getting to a better self to getting to the next, the next level for yourself will then in turn be able to facilitate the setting where you could then help him you know like where you're in a good place financially and you're you're on your own you're out of your house you're no longer bogged down by that don't you think that would be the better place for you to be so that you could then in turn help him reach out your hand have him over your place or maybe bring him under your wing you're trying to start your business and do all these things and he's he's like yeah you know you're right but You know, it's just being in a home with someone who's so with such a toxic environment, just, you know, it just drags you down. I was like, well, it hasn't dragged you down on other days, though. Today is the day that it boiled. And it hit this point. I was like, but what are you doing to help change that? Because you've been so good before. And he's like, yeah, you know what? You're right. You're right. I don't don't know what's going on today. And he goes, my brother is just somebody that I care about and I want to help him. I'm like, well, you haven't helped yourself yet you're trying every day and it's great but you need to get to a certain level don't let him pull you down because the people you surround yourself with a lot of people use family as an excuse sometimes and I'm like that's not you dude that's not you and he snapped out of it a little bit and then later that night he's like thank you so much for that talk because I realized that I'm just bullshitting myself Mm. I realized that I'm using that as an excuse I was low energy that day and I was using that as a complete excuse nothing changed I have the text it was like the coolest it was a breath of fresh air just knowing that he was getting down on himself but it manifested in his brother Mm. as if his brother was the problem, yes. but it wasn't. It wasn't the brother. He's been dealing with his brother forever, it was just him with low energy, but he was believing that story. It's powerful. So now it's this false narrative. I'm like, dude, that's a false narrative. Right. That's not you, that's not you. Who plant you plant that
2: tiny seed, is yeah. incredible. And, and what you said was incredible too, because when you get on a plane, the first thing they say when they're going over instructions is if in the event of an accident, you put your mask on first. hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And then you go help somebody else. That's how life should be. You know, as much as we want to take care of people and help the world and heal the world and do all this great stuff for the world. Ultimately, we got to take care of ourselves first. We got to put that mask on ourselves first so that we can become the people that we want to become. And then we can help somebody else. You can't help somebody and you bleeding. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm giving you all of my blood and I got nothing left. And yeah. you know, that's but that was that was powerful what you said to yeah. him.
0: But it, but it's crazy because I didn't know that that was going to it was going to turn into that and then I go wait, hold on. No, there's no way. You know, like you're you're falsely identifying a problem that doesn't exist and then now it's going to be a problem. Now you're, you're solidifying a, a story, false narrative right. and like that could then be how many people fall down that road. A lot yeah, of people lot say of people it's circumstantial vote. but maybe it's just the way that your brain is carving over that same thought process so deep that it becomes ingrained and then now you believe that and now just that belief is the thing that
2: drives you in the well, wrong direction. When I talked about the negative stuff, you know, scientists discovered that we think anywhere between 65 and 68,000 thoughts a day and 87% are negative. So 87% of our thinking every day are negative. And 80% is from the day before. So we carry over 80% of 87% of negative thinking every day. And the only thing that we can do to combat any of that negative thinking is we actually have to inject positive thinking into our lives. Mm -hmm. We can't just wake up. And that's why I brought that that, um, story up about nature, which I think nature is the easiest way to learn a lesson from. Um, but in order for me to inject or in order for me to get the things that I want out of my garden or we can use the garden of my mind, I have to inject these things into my mind. or I have to inject these things into the soil. So by default, by neglect, the weeds is going to happen. I got to know that. Mm -hmm. But if anything I want to create in my life from a positive aspect, that's the stuff that I have to inject every day. That's the inner conversations that I have to have with myself positive. That's the positive books that I'm reading. That's the audible I'm listening to, the YouTube videos that's motivating me every day. That's me going to the gym every day. That's me thinking positive, thinking about my goals, thinking about my dreams, thinking about my ideas. That's thinking positive. People think that positive thinking is I close my eyes and quench my fists and everything is going to magically go away. No, this stuff is repetition. It's reps, baby. When you get into to the gym and you start doing them curls you don't just curl three times and you're like oh man i got some veins coming out i'm done i'm not doing no more curls it's reps and you got to do a lot of them in order to get what you want it's the same thing when it comes down to your mental diet hell
1: yeah so i want to i want to ask you a question sure um, i want to ask someone with your philosophies philosophies in life and uh your children, too, because you said uh, three kids, right? Right. right. I have three
2: sons and um, three daughters, but um, oh. my daughters don't live with me, I, so I have three sons
1: <laughs> Okay. That live with me. And they were eight, four, eight, and six, and four. Eight, six, and four, okay. Mm-hmm. So they're right at the age where they're growing and they're learning, and they have a father who thinks the way you do, which is beautiful. Right. And then we have... Uh, we touched a little bit on it before, social media. Social media. Social media. We, we said a couple words about it, but nothing much. But I'm curious... Because they're at the age when you know they're jumping in it. They're jumping fully in it now. So how do you see social media? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing when it comes to raising your kids? Do you sit and talk with them about it? Do you structure it?
2: Well, you have to be as an as a parent. You have to be disciplined yourself. You have to know um, this is not going probably going to end well if I continue to let them drown themselves in this. I, I think they did a study. Um, by the time we're 18 years old, we've watched somewhere between 18,000 hours of television and we've listened to something like 15,000 hours of music. And that's like equivalent to going to school and getting a, a PhD in terms of time. And so if I all of that stuff, I it. <laughs> it might be more, yeah. but if all of that stuff is dumped on you, you know, and most of it has absolutely nothing to do with your dream, absolutely nothing to do with motivation, absolutely nothing to do with getting up and taking initiative to do something in life, you become a zombie. So while I give my kids the opportunity to play PlayStation iPads and all that stuff, it's not something that I let them feel like this is all there is to life. Like I got to go here to find out information. In fact, Me as an individual, what I like to do is I like to just lead by example. You know, I've created something called a a success routine. And every morning I'm up 430 in the morning and I don't really talk to anybody until about eight o'clock. But I spend my time, you know, three or four hours of audible. Um, I'm in the gym, you know, all of that time. And I purposely do that because i know any information that i want to find out everybody else racked their brain about that information i'm not putting that stuff in my mind i can go find all of the stuff that i'm looking for if i'm looking for it and most of the people now they spend and put all of their energy all of their time all of their effort and information that's not actually even going to get them paid they spending all their days and all their time talking about other people's life and what other people's doing and you can go on social media Anytime, any day, there's somebody that is bringing up stories about somebody else who's living their life and they're not even calculating or worry about their own personal life. We got all of the stats and all the information on LeBron James and what LeBron James is doing, but we got no stats on ourselves. We got zero stats on ourselves. We don't know how we are in the clutch. <laughs> we don't know how our percentage is pulling up from three. And I'm talking about in life. Yeah. We have zero stats on ourselves. So I understand that. And I want my kids to be, a, you know, they know what's going on in life. And I want them to be children because I don't think I really had that opportunity to be a child. I just had to grow up and raise my younger brother um, who was five years younger than me. So I want them to to have that. But I don't let them drown themselves in that because there's more to to life they got school all day they got this all day they got all that all day you can't let their small little minds be controlled with that you know it's interesting we don't the students don't lack knowledge knowledge is infinite um in fact isaac newton once said what we know is a drop what we don't know is the ocean we knowledge is not lacking we just lack teachers
0: yeah That's that's
2: that's what it all boils down to. We just lack the teachers. So as far as the children's concerned, I just do my best. I can't shield them from everything, but the only thing I can do is be, you know, a, a better dad for my children than what I know. You know, I'm just gonna continue growing as a person. So do you let them go on the internet?
0: On their yeah, yeah, they go. they go on. Screen.
2: Um, they go on. If I start hearing yelling and screaming and cursing <laughs> and all of that stuff, you know, I I take them away from that. You know, there's so it's so many different things. You know, you go on YouTube, you can just, just open. I mean, it's oh open my, to everything. Man, it's gracious. So you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta watch you do you gotta watch because it's and that's the sad thing is like it's just one little crack one little opportunity one little something and something can slide right in and then next thing you know you know things is happening to to these children that we can't even really control because it's just so much of it
0: i couldn't imagine being able to type in whatever the hell i wanted into a google search engine (laughs) or a youtube uh, when you were like into six, a YouTube seven, search engine when I was seven or eight or nine, like the age of when I was getting curious and I was like mm, oh, it 's going to show up on my computer history on my computer downstairs a bit it's just I like scared.
2: yeah like <laughs> now <laughs>
0: now it's just so easy, it is so easy and it i i've kind of mind blown myself on, as to how to how i would raise kids because there's just so much information uh, information that you want to preface before they even see it so that you're like look you're gonna see shit like this just know that this might not be reality this might be that like you, there's so many caveats you have right. to put in place in order for the kids to be like okay my dad said when it was now, i think you have to be this. honest and mature like that to them and let them know like this stuff
1: is going to pop up this yes you know yeah. you are going to see a b and, and, and c and just l- explain to them what it is. And it, anything, and not even just the internet, anything in the world, like, Everything. you, like, you were yeah. yeah, going right. to see alcohol yeah. when you grow up, when you, when you, maybe even when you're 12, right. you're gonna see w- marijuana. Right. You know, and this is what it does, this is what it is, and you could talk to me about it. I, I think, think that honestly,
2: yes, I think that's important. Cause I mean, I, I had a conversation with uh, my eight year old, and I said, you know, this is what happens to your teeth if you don't brush your teeth. You know, it, it, it's so simple it's it's not complex this is what happens when you're eating candy and you're drinking soda at eight years old. This is what happens to your teeth. And I'm showing them images. Instead of teeth. just saying, "Right, always brush your teeth." So. Right, right. Because I said right. so. Don't eat candy. Right, right. right that's you know? response. Right, because I'm gonna say, "Okay, I'm gonna eat candy anyway." I don't understand. what <laughs> my Dad. Is. Right, like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like when I was younger, my mother's, you know, don't mess with the girls. And I'm always with the girls. I didn't get a, I didn't have a, you know, I didn't. You know, what do you mean? I can't mess with no girls. Right? They, Watch me. They always yeah. girls are fast. Is what my right? Girls are fast. Is what my mother used to say when i was younger and i wound up having all the fast girls so
0: you know <laughs> 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 yeah man, but that's that's so key though to be transparent because when you become enemies with your family and your parents like at a young age it's like, oh they're on the opposition right, those people right, are not on my team right, those people team. are against what i want to do because they're saying because i said so because that's what we do in this house. Right. Things like that, that's not sufficient, man. Give me give me cause and effect, and I will then analyze that. And if it's true, you're not on the opposite team. I see what you see. I understand that. Right. And I think kids are smart enough. To see that, and I think a lot of parents their their issues is that they're so hyper stressed that they don't have the time to be diligent and teach kids and go through each step. So they're just like, because I said so, just because I said so. Let me, I'm yeah. talking to you, and aunt. that goes back like, to
1: if they took care of themselves. Yeah. first
2: it's, it's such a it's such a vicious cycle, man. You know, uh, um, a rut is just a grave with two ends kicked out, and that's what the majority of us are in ruts. You know, and we just continue. Someone said something powerful the other day. They said what you don't fix your children will inherit. Mm, you know, what you true. what you don't literally fix literally like
0: your gut, like <laughs> I
2: mean everything. What you don't fix your children will inherit. So and true. because we don't take responsibility to fix those things, we walk as children. We walked right into that. Mm-hmm. We walked I walked right into, you know, a, a generation of family who wasn't saving any money and I, you know, they, I guess they assumed that I was going to figure it all out. You know, and those things are just we we don't look down the line. I mean, Bill Gates has a hundred year goal plan. And I'm like, I'm just trying to get three years of a (laughs) goal. But Bill Gates has a hundred year goal plan and he has a hundred year goal plan because he sees life after he goes. And he knows that he has grandchildren and they're going to have children. And he wants to make sure his his. um his uh charity organizations are still running the companies are still running so he's saying i'm not gonna be selfish by creating a hundred year goal plan but my my parents didn't have a goal plan they didn't have a week goal plan their their only plan was to get through the week (laughs) right get through the year get through the month make a new year's resolution
1: yeah yeah well jermaine i think we're gonna uh wrap it up here but it has been absolutely amazing conversation like nothing but truth and facts And and, and stuff that you really have to really listen to what we said on this podcast and take that in and think to yourself think of what you have going on and how you can make the change i think that was the you know the main message it's all in us it's
2: all being accountable Just being and accountable taking action.
0: and having some foresight because foresight takes practice right you know like you got to run through scenarios you if you're over 20 years old at this point you got to realize i've been through some shit, whatever it is whether good or bad you know how events occur you know how a month to month goes you understand how the series of time works so just put yourself in that the same shoes that you were in a year ago and say oh how did this change okay well that's gonna happen for my next year and the next year after that so let's have a plan in place so that we can at some point achieve what we wanted to and identify that which is something you drove home really hard is yeah, that, I mean, having that hard goal
2: yeah and it's very important for us to take responsibility of what we think right because Thoughts, then feeling, then action, then results. And as long as you know that, from the moment I think about something, I'm going to get a feeling behind it, whether good or bad. Mm -hmm. And whatever that feeling is, I'm going to take action on it, whether good or bad. And then I get my results. So when you can understand that if I start thinking positive, I'm going to start feeling positive. I'm going to start taking positive action and I'm going to get positive results you'll be very strict with the way you think 100 percent.
0: that's a nice way to wrap it up I yep. like that. i can't thank you enough yeah, man. for driving oh, out man, a pleasure, i know you man. sat in so much traffic to get <laughs> here but i seriously yeah, it cannot was a thank pleasure,
2: you man pleasure oh, man thank you so much all right really, for real
1: so wrapping this one up right, guys. guys hope you enjoyed it leave uh leave a five-star review on apple podcast if that that's be where be you listen to it, us yeah. scroll yeah. down five-star review uh, and then, oh, plug all your uh, social media, please. Social anywhere, media. Anywhere yeah. someone could follow you or keep up to date with
2: what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I have on. Instagram, uh, Jermaine Miller, J-E-R-M-A-I-N, M-I-L-L-E-R. You can find me there. Or Facebook, same handle, Jermaine Miller, or Jermaine Miller Consulting um, on Facebook as well. Okay. And what are your the
1: two companies, if you want to?
2: Uh, Mill Real Estate, M-I-L-L-R-E, uh, R E um, and then uh, JermaineMiller.com as well. Awesome, beautiful. Miller. We'll Thank plug so those much. down below in the uh, in the
1: links. So check them out. Yeah. Hell yeah! Guys. Until next time. All All right. Right. Bye. Later.
2: I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs>